Hey, everybody. As you know, RPE, we do a lot of bar nights. And you know, I use speed quizzing smartphone trivia from my bar trivia nights because it is the future of bar trivia that features a friendly app that your customers are going to download. You play the hosted game and they get to submit their answers electronically. Not only have I used it for my bar nights, but I've found ways to incorporate it into other events I do, including corporate events and holiday parties. Speed quizzing events are great because there are no pens, no paper, and no cheating. Find out more about speed quizzing today at speedquizzing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Peters. And if you know me, you know that I have been doing bubble parties for about 14 years right now. And Mike Weeder's joining me from New Jersey. And Mike started two years ago, right, Mike? Correct. And since that time, I have watched you take what I've taught you as a bubble parties provider and take it to another level. Tell us about the success you've been having. When I met you in uh, Las Vegas last year and you spoke to me about bubble parties, I was very skeptical. As a DJ, I've been doing this. I'm going into my 38th year. And I had no interest in dealing with preschools and children from two and a half to eight. After speaking with you and sitting through your seminar and talking to Raymar, I decided to give it a shot. Last year, our first year, we did 20 bubble parties. This year, uh, we were able to jump up to over 80 as of now. Get our free special report today where you can learn more about how this can be a great part of your DJ business. Go to bubbleparties.com, select the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report today. Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast, but this time it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now here's your host, a man who's never strapped anything to the hood of his car, Rob Peters. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm being joined by my good friend. Actually, David, how long have we known each other? You know, I, I really... I had this conversation with another friend of both of ours the other day, and it's one of those things where the true friends that you have in life, I don't think you ever really remember where the friendship started. It just seems like it's always been there. But gun to my head, if I had to make a answer to that question, I'd say probably uh, early 2000s, maybe? I think it was the beginning of the name conferences that yeah. we used to do, where yeah, I absolutely. met this young man from Jacksonville, and... Uh, I remember you showed up and you were, you were taller than me, you were tanner than me, and you had more bling than me. But we had a serious conversation, so I knew I could keep up with you. Yeah, right. I, back then, I, I sometimes I'm embarrassed to see some of the photos and, and videos of myself back then. I was a little bit wilder back then than I am now, but I'm still, still a fun guy. I'll keep up with the best of them. So we, of course, are talking about David Hanscom from Jacksonville, Florida. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And you've been in the industry for a while, correct? Yeah, I, I started my business uh, officially in 98. But if I was really thinking about it, I've started DJing. The very first time I ever DJed was when I was in high school, probably in, in 11th grade. And I was the DJ for my junior high prom. And that's where it all kind of kicked off. You DJed the prom? 
I did. I did. Well, to put it in context, though, uh, my dad was in the military, so I was at a department of defense school. So I think there was probably only 30 of us at the prom. So it wasn't like it was a huge prom. And not only that, we were stationed in Bermuda. So there was a, probably not like a, a, a line of people waiting to DJ this event. So they kind of flipped a coin. It was either me or the janitor. And they're like, well, this guy seems a little more hip than the janitor. So we'll go with him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. How'd you wind up in Jacksonville? Well, you know, I had lived here several times prior to that. Again, my dad being in the military, this is a big military town. And so whenever I, whenever I graduated high school, I wanted to go to radio broadcasting. And there was a school here that, that had that specific program. So it just kind of made sense. It was, felt like home. My parents were still going to be in Bermuda for a little while longer. So I had some friends here. It just made sense to come back here pretty cool and you've built why entertainment yes what do you guys do more of weddings mostly weddings but we do corporate events we just finished doing a huge corporate event in Gainesville Florida uh, last last week that my uh, my buddy who's on the on the uh, podcast with us today was with me and so I'm sure he'll tell more about that as well but we had a good time uh, with those folks just cutting up and, and just being silly and doing what we do best David folks if you've never met him before He's a great kind of guy you can sit down and have a beer with. But I have to tell you, one of the best memories I have of you and I is you invited me down to come speak to your DJ group. And you invited me into your home. And it was honestly like I was staying at the Ritz-Carlton. There were, you know, chocolates on the pillow and turned down service. I'm only kidding. But <laughs> turned down you were for what? the most hospitable guy. We went out to dinner. We hung out. We did some really cool stuff. Back then, you were doing DJ work for the Jaguars. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's true. We were we were working with the Jaguars. We worked with them for about uh, 12 years and had a lot of fun with them. We did a lot of tailgate parties before the game. Uh, for a couple of those years, I was doing the music in stadium during the games and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. But more, more so on your point, I mean, to me, I feel like, you know, we – we're a special breed us DJs, you know, life is different for us than it is for a lot of other people. We, when everybody is off of work and able to have fun, that's usually when we're working. And not only that, a lot of the work that we do obviously takes us away from our families. I know you've traveled a lot in your career. I've traveled a lot in my career. And so I just feel like, you know, if somebody is coming into town to help educate and I know we'll probably get into that point too you know how passionate I am about that but if somebody's willing to come into town and help me educate people the, the least I can do is treat you like family and treat you like um, you would hopefully be treated at home or at the Ritz-Carlton with the turndown pillows. <laughs> I, I never got room service but that was okay. Well we didn't have enough beers that's why. <laughs> So you've been doing a lot of DJ and a lot of people may have seen you on the show floor most recently doing some stuff with some of the manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. And you've now taken off and decided to, I don't know if you decided to do it at the same time I did or you heard mine and said, this is cool, I want to do it. Or if this is something that's always been in the works, but you now have a podcast out called The Rookie and the Vet and your co-host is on with us today as well. Yeah, and I'll... I'll let him probably tell you a little bit more about the um, the inception, if you will, of the podcast. But it, it has been something I've been thinking about for a while. I, I, as I mentioned, kind of sprinkled in earlier, I really do love education. I do love helping people. I think in my next life, that's really what I want to do. I want to find an opportunity 
to help educate people because I think a lot of times people get into our industry and they're really passionate and really excited about the craft that they do. So for us, that's DJing or entertaining, or maybe it's a photographer who just takes phenomenal pictures. But so often they don't necessarily have that education on the business side of things. And, and that's, that's where a lot of people fail because they don't, you know, they're just kind of uh, throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks versus maybe just trying to reach out and, and really get some mentorship and get some help from that side of things. And, and it's, it's a, something I think it's really lost somehow in our industry. I don't know if it's because of the, um, you know, the confidence or some people maybe might call that ego that people have. Um, but, but there are definitely a lot of people like yourself. And so, I mean, you could just list it for forever, the amount of people that are in this industry that are willing to help people, because in all reality, when we help people be stronger businesses, then we help the whole industry be a stronger industry. And, and I think that gets lost in translation sometimes because of the glitz and glamour of performance side of things or the, the pretty in pictures and video and things like that. Even the gear still gets in the way yeah, that, I find that after too. all this time. So who's this co-host guy you got on the line with us today? So Nick is uh, Nick is a buddy of mine who, uh, interestingly enough, um, Nick answered an Indeed ad that we put out because we were looking to add, um, not necessarily add photo and video. I want to be very clear. Like we're not trying to add photo and video as a service that we offer, but we really, you, you know, in, in today's social media society, it's so important to have content out there for yourself, for your business and so forth. And so... Uh, I'm the worst person in the world when it comes to taking selfies and manipulating the phone to do stuff for me. So I'm like, let me let me see if we can find somebody that we could uh, bring on with us that could really help us showcase our company and showcase the guys that work for us in the fashion that we want that to happen and the events that we want people to see going on because we have some guys that do some really great stuff and and they they need to be showcased just as much as anything else. So Nick answered an Indeed ad and then um, Nick, I'll, I'll maybe let you pick it up from there because I love how you tell the story. Thanks, David. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having us on the podcast. Um, so the art story pretty much started, uh, like David said, with an Indeed ad. Um, I was actually working, uh, I was just, just graduating from, um, from Arizona State University. So I was looking to kind of make a transition. I was working in amenity management um, and I was looking for wanting to do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like I was looking to be in my passion. Like what I enjoy doing is videography. So I was like, you know what, here's an opportunity that you, this person is looking for a videographer in Jacksonville. I have nothing to lose. Like I'm going to answer this ad. Uh, David probably called me that day. I believe he called me that day. Um, and he was like, all right, well, why don't you come out to top golf? Um, you know, we can kind of have, it was almost like an informal interview. Um, and I was like, all right, that sounds good let me bring my camera. I don't know what, what sparked the idea for me to do that or, you know, to, to do that. But I just was like, man, you know, whatever the night was, let's bring the camera out. It's going to be a good night, you know, Friday night, it'll be a good, good night. Um, it'll be, you know, a lot of energy. So I brought my camera, met David and I just decided to film. I don't know what, what took over me. I think I was so excited for the opportunity that I, I just started filming and, and that night just the stars aligned. It was such a good night for filming. The energy was very high and I ended up putting a, you know, a promo video together for, uh, for Y entertainment, uh, at top golf. And I got the video back to David, uh, that the following day. 
And I think David was a little bit blown away, maybe. David, were you? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That, that, that says it in the least. I was absolutely shocked that I got this video within 24 hours. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, a little bit of an anomaly. But um, it was, and then the rest is history. Um, and from there, we've gotten to do a lot of good stuff. Um, David's been helping me grow my own company. Um, NAS Visuals um, is my photography and videography company. Um, we've been working together on some really cool uh, stuff with that. Um, and then the podcast pretty much came from, you know, well, we have, you know, David is so experienced and has so, so much um, knowledge in the industry. Um, and me as a fledgling, like, I really didn't, I don't know much about the business realm of things, um, especially being um, like primarily in the arts. Um, so it was really almost like a perfect type of partnership where we could really both um, benefit from, you know, what we, what we can bring to the table. Um, and the rest is, the rest is history. And like David mentioned, we just did a, a really fun event, um, with, with the university of Florida, um, uh, for the conference department. Um, I got to come out and make a little promotional video for them. You know, David brought an amazing energy, um, to, to the event. Everyone had a great time. You know, it's one thing I can always say about David is that every time we, we do an event, together and I'm, I'm filming and he's and he's doing his thing the energy is always just electric the people are always having a great time upbeat fun just like no other i've never seen anything like it i'm, I'm not saying that because you know we're, we're a partner but truly honestly the energy that he brings him his other djs to his to his weddings absolutely phenomenal so that's kind of how we got started so the podcast came from just your working relationship together. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it seems to me you're on episode eight right now, and I've listened to a few of them. And it seems to me like you're not just covering the entertainment industry, you're covering the business world as well. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Um, we cover, we, and we try, to, we, we try to go into more than just entertainment because we want... Because we really believe, I mean, David and I truly believe, I don't want to speak for David, but I mean, we believe that this, what we have to offer is, can be, it really is applicable to not just the entertainment industry, but anyone who may be trying to start uh, a small business or any business in general. So what have you covered for topics so far? You've got eight episodes in the can and they come out once a week and you can find them online. Where can we find them online? Yeah, you can pretty much find them anywhere you can listen to podcasts on. So Apple Podcasts or um, Google Podcasts, the uh, platform that we use is called Anchor. So there's there we, we've tried to distribute them just about anywhere and everywhere we can get them distributed. As far as topics that we've covered so far, the, the first one that we did, <laughs> funny enough, this is, this is our rookie mistake in, in podcasting. So the first one we did was super long, but it was just kind of like a... Uh, an establishing piece of who we are, what our backgrounds are for both of us, and just kind of a, you know, why should you listen to us kind of a thing. And, and I guess to some extent that takes a little while. And, and if anybody knows me, they know I like to talk. So we, we definitely should have monitored the amount of time we were going. <laughs> yep, he knows how to talk. We know that. Yeah, yeah, but but after that, so we we've covered uh, expectations on starting your business, uh, this the concept of commitment, uh, both personally and professionally. Uh, we had an interview with a gentleman named Dylan Carter, a really young guy who's super super knowledgeable when it comes to um, principles of strategic growth in your business. So just some really cool stuff there. 
And then um, the the most recent one we did, which was uh, w- was really personal one, but it really uh, it was one that I felt like uh, we we asked it. It's a mutual friend of yours and mine, Rob. We asked our, our buddy Mark Burgess mm-hmm. um, to do this interview with us, and it was talking about we were talking about kind of um, when catastrophic events happen, how your life and your business has to keep moving forward, even when those things happen in your life, and just discussing some of um, some things that have happened in his life and, and, and how he found ways to cope with those things and how he's kind of on the, the rebuild of, of his life and, and of his business. And, and there's just a lot of very insightful information that Mark gave us. And, and uh, again, it was a tough one to do. Uh, I don't want to give it away. I'd really love for people to listen to it. Um, but it was really, it was close to my heart, um, the, the, the whole situation. Uh, but it, I was glad we did it because I feel like even if, even if he, he like he even told us he felt like it was therapeutic for him. But I also feel like there's going to be somebody else out there sooner or later, if not already, who will be in a very similar circumstance and will hopefully be able to draw something from listening to Mark and, and him talking about his experiences. You made it a two-parter, and I've listened to part one. I haven't had a chance to listen to part two yet. And it spoke to me because, and you know this, David, I've been in that position myself. Yes, absolutely. And that is when something in your personal life gets in the way to the point where you have to have it impact your business and you have to make changes. It's not as easy as losing a dance floor and changing a song. It's a lot different. And I think that that is something that we don't talk about in our industry because we don't want to talk about it. So I applaud you guys for taking that topic on because I think that it should be something that we, we don't talk about this stuff at convention. We don't talk about this at DJ Times or Mobile Beat. And I think that the way you've chosen to handle it, and again, I haven't heard the second part yet. I can't wait to listen to it. Well, we've got uh, we've got a lot more for you, and and uh, I, I would say, and, and Nick, you can touch on this too. But I would say that for me, I, I feel like if we're able to offer nuggets and tidbits and and suggestions for somebody to say, hey, that really makes sense, and maybe that is the one piece of the puzzle because everybody everybody has this puzzle that they're putting together of how to make things work for themselves. And a lot of times when you try to listen to like these gurus and like these people who tell you all the right ways to do things and you know, like the people that are making more money selling books and audio tapes about how to do something than they are actually doing whatever they're telling you how to do. Like we don't ever want to be those dudes with like, we want to be people that are like, Hey, this is stuff that worked for us. Here's mistakes that I've made. Here's the mistakes that I'm trying to prevent Nick from making. And if you listen to this podcast, hopefully I can help you not make those mistakes as well. Although sometimes I think it's okay to make mistakes. And, and down the road, those are some of the things that, that Nick and I want to address too, is kind of talking through some of the mistakes that he's made um, just by being an infant in the industry and, and wanting to still stand on his own two feet. Like he doesn't want me to do everything for him and I don't blame him. Um, so those are things that we're going to talk about as well. Well, it definitely sounds like you've got a lot of different avenues you can go down, you guys. It sounds to me like where you've kept it open and it's more of a business-style podcast, you've got some opportunities here. What do you, where do you see it going? The one thing that I know David and I both agree on, um, and especially for myself, is we just want people to receive some value from this podcast. Um, the one thing 
that I've always wanted um, was to impact, like David said before, like impact people's lives um, and, and to make a difference in someone's life. Um, I, we're not trying to, you know, make money off this podcast and we're not trying to like, you know, become celebrities by any means. But if, if one person gets some value from the podcast, I'll always say this is if one person can get some value from the podcast, I truly believe we're winning and that's a success to me. Um, David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, the whole idea um, is kind of, you know, being, I've been around this industry a long time, not just the event industry, but just small business as, as you will. And uh, it's, it's not easy to do. You know, the statistics already say that uh, it's against you. You know what I mean? Like you're already uh, fighting uh, almost a losing battle when you start a small business. So for for to have the fortune fortunate opportunity to be successful in this you know in a, as a small business and then in the event industry it's almost like a double whammy because we could we could do a whole podcast about how it feels like so often as the years go by that it's just a race to the bottom i think that's kind of a a phrase that a lot of people that that have been around for a while understand what that means and so if we can, uh, if we can impact some people and turn some people around and just say, "Hey, listen, it's it's not really that difficult to be able to have success, longevity. Excuse me, to be able to have longevity and success is not that difficult. But there are some some key principles and there are some core foundational things that you need to understand and have in place in order to do that. So we want to continue to keep offering those things, and then we also want to explore." different things like we did with Mark. We want to explore kind of those outside of the box things that Rob, you mentioned that people just don't always talk about, but they need to be talked about because at the end of the day, we're, we're all still human beings and we all still go through things. And, and it, anybody who has had their own business for any length of time knows that it really does consume you. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but it really does consume you. It consumes a lot of your life and you're making a huge sacrifice when you say, I want to be a business owner because this whole entrepreneur idea of getting out of corporate America and all that stuff. Yeah, there are advantages to it, but I'm telling you, you're working hard. You're putting a lot of hours into this thing for something that you may not even see any success from for years, let alone days, weeks, or months. It may be years before you see any kind of success. And in the meantime, your friends, your family, there are people that are going to be making sacrifices right along with you. And so it's important to understand that before you even get into it. And it's important to understand that if you're not ready for those kind of things, that it may not be something you want to get into because you impact the, the ripple effect that you cause by getting involved in something that you're not really ready for. It impacts the whole industry. Just because you come into an industry or you come in into this thing and you don't succeed and think, oh, well, it's just one person, just one business. That's absolutely not correct. The, the, what happens to you impacts everybody and it's a ripple effect within the industry. And that's why it's so important to understand why, it, why you're doing what you're doing in the first place and how to set yourself up, hopefully, for success in doing it. I think the big thing that, that you talk about in what you just said, to add on to that, is you need to be willing to define what your success is going to be on a couple of different levels. You need to look at your short term and your long term. And I think that also gets overlooked. I think a lot of people go into it, and I know I dealt with this yesterday, with a bar club owner who said to me, so 
I'm going to be paying you every week to come in here and host trivia. And in the conversation, he's like, well, how packed are we going to be? And my response to him was, you really don't have a set goal. You just want it done, which is great. But you need to understand this is a crawl before you can walk proposition. And I think that speaks to a business world as well. You can't just out of the gate expect to have bags of money sitting around your office and you're sitting there with your feet on the desk and going, life is good. It takes work. And I think a lot of people overlook that. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think to your point on, on uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the podcasts that we did uh, mention earlier with Dylan Carter, uh, that's the core principles of strategic growth. We really dove into that. And he, the, one of the phrases he used that I love was playing chess, not checkers, and understanding that when you play checkers, a lot of times there's that instant gratification of, of jumping over a, uh, another checker or your opponent or whatever versus playing chess and understanding the long term of what happens with chess and, and, and that you may not see that instant satisfaction by the strategic moves that you're making, but you're making those moves because of what the long term uh, you know, result is going to be. That, that result is going to happen either way. It's just are you making the right strategic moves to get to that point? Honestly, with how much work that we have to put in and, and what it what it is to make a business, I, I truly think it, it would actually be easier to have the nine to five job than to start your own business, just from my experience so far. Well, hopefully we can take what is happening with you guys and help it be more educational for not just the business community, but our community of mobile DJs as well. I appreciate you guys being on the show today. We're going to put the link to your podcast in the show notes so that people can get a glimpse of it. And I appreciate you guys being on today. I think we're going to have to figure out a day, David, for you and Nick to fly up here to Boston next season for the three of us to go to a Sox game. No, now you're talking my language. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Let's see if we can make that happen. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast this week, folks. We'll see you next week on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.